Ethan, that's a minor injury. What? You are injured right now. Do I get disability? <laughs> yeah, so all you need to do is you need to keep Call Obama. Tell him, tell him what happened. <laughs> that happens to me sometimes, or that happened to me sometimes when I was starting out. You gotta just you gotta stretch your arm out as far as you can, and then just keep stretching it. No! <sighs> All right, I'll keep doing that periodically throughout the show. <laughs> make sure, make sure it's all of that screaming and everything. Welcome to the crunch. It is your boy Ethan. And I'm Patrick, and after a whole hour of prepping, <laughs> we are finally starting the show, guys. Uh, this is great. It's good. It's good to have uh I just am a fan. Sometimes we do this <laughs> podcast and we just jump right in. Right? It's kinda like an awkward even though we've done this for a long time, it's kinda like one of those awkward dates where you like don't really know the other person, you know. Yeah. And there's no Honestly, like, time, this pod the th- one no thing I learned about podcasting up. is that podcasting is a choice. A lot of people fall in and out of podcasting. A lot of people think that podcasting is a feeling, it's an emotion, but podcasting is truly a choice. And it's just it's a choice I'm willing to make for the next <laughs> 2 to 3 years. For the next 78 years I'm willing to make huh? this choice. What? <laughs> what? We need to just talk. Oh, so, so my, my um one of my all-time favorite things about Ethan lifting is that like <laughs> I get to give him I get to give him little advices. It's it's the one area in our lives where Patrick sort of teaches me. Yeah, uh-huh. Yeah, that theology <laughs> degree I got is a total is a total crap show. I I know nothing outside of working out. I know nothing more than you do. But no, but it's good cuz like the little wisdom that Father Anthony gives me, I then give to you. So it like trickles down from mm-hmm. the great lifter Father the Anthony Schrapper and then moves down to you. Yes. Chicken Joe. I yeah, I am Chicken Joe. Oh, I still haven't made that chicken video. People have been asking for it. <laughs> Did you see the Oh, I haven't shown you. I got a giant <laughs> Are you ready? Okay, yeah. so I was in the chicken suit, right? Are you going to show it to me right now? No. Well, maybe. Oh. I could send why not? it to you. Yeah, sure. Everybody, yeah, why not? Everybody I mean, come along on this journey with me and Pat. This is absolutely an audio medium, and we're alienating everyone listening to this, but they don't care. They don't they're care. Stuck. They ain't bothered They're on a it. drive doing some laundry. They're, they're busy. They're they stuck here. They couldn't look even if they wanted to. So No other podcasts come out on Sundays. I, uh-huh. so I was in my chicken suit, right, in uh-huh. preparation for the chicken party on Saturday. Of course. Um, which we which we talked about last week. Great. Awesome. But part of the advertisement and part of the sort of uh, hospitality project was I had somebody with a nice camera take my picture in the chicken suit, and I put as a caption <laughs> in Comic Sans, welcome to, welcome to the coop, which is what we've <laughs> named our house. And it's... To just to give a sense of scale, I've sent the picture to Patrick. It is three feet wide by four feet nine inches tall. <laughs> That's so big. And I got it in color. And the FedEx guy, so I had to go to Kinko's <laughs> to get it printed out that big. And he's like watching it kind of come out of the printer, you know. And I can just see his face. He's going like, dear Lord, what is this? Like it's just a giant picture of this kid in front of me in a chicken suit. 
But when we explained it to him, we're like, we're having this chicken party. This is, you know, to put up in our house. So we're going to keep it for a long time. We might get it framed, yada, yada, yada. He's like, okay, cool. And then he knocked off 10%. (laughs) Because he thought, he was like, this is so insane. I've never had anybody do this before. You guys get a deal. So, Giovanni, if you're listening, thank you. You're a real one. I have a I have a friend who did something similar with a um a, a pitcher's wife, an MLB pitcher's wife. I think it was like AJ Cole. He said it was on the Indians, so it might have been AJ Cole. But he um he he took he took AJ Cole's wife, a picture of AJ Cole's wife. Okay. To yeah. <laughs> he took he absconded <laughs> with his wife. The wife. He took they took he ran away to to to. <laughs> Kokomo and he took he took the picture of his wife and then brought it to like a FedEx store to get it printed out really big and they were gonna <laughs> get to the game <laughs> and like hold it up to distract him while he was pitching and uh, um <laughs> the first FedEx guy they were like oh who is this and he's like oh it's AJ like it's AJ <clears throat> Cole's wife and he's like who and then he's like oh it's a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians and the guy was like, I don't I don't think I can print this like legally. This <laughs> and they were like, Oh, okay. And then they took it to the they took it to another <clears throat> FedEx store and they were like he was like, Who's this a picture of? And he was like, My mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's oh, so funny. That could get so messed up so quickly though. <laughs> so fast. Of like, oh my oh, god. Yeah. Here, I went online and I found a picture of this dude's kids and I printed like you could just see it going <laughs> just so wrong. So far. But he's like the original so wife guy, you know? What do you mean? Like on Twitter, you know how there's wife guys? Wife guys? Yeah, like when no. so so it's very obvious that there's a woman online who is married or seriously dating someone. Then there's these guys that kind of appear out of the woodwork that are like, "You want a real man, you know? Oh, come on over to oh. come on over here. Maybe I just run in different Twitter circles than you. I I hope I don't run in those circles. I <clears throat> I saw I saw someone take it take a dip on day. the wild side, Patrick. Take a dip on the wild side. Come on over here. I saw someone the other day um getting angry at getting angry at, at Sarah Rogers for tweeting something about like, "Hey, anybody want to date my friend? He's cool." And he was like, uh-huh. the fact that you're not dating him yourself raises okay. questions. All right, all right, all right, all right. <laughs> that's that's insane. And then and then I was like, his his handle was like something along the lines of like Great Crusader or yep. something like that. And yep. so I responded. I responded. I was like, thank you for being such a great crusader and <laughs> protecting us from this woman. <laughs> <laughs> and then he responded. He was like, he was like. I don't know who you think you're talking to, but I take your attacks as an attack on the church. And I was like, oh my gosh, buddy. Does that mean he's like, he's one of those guys that goes to the store and if somebody like cuts him off in the parking lot, he's like, they, they're they opposing the Holy Mother Church. He's, he's he follows the, he's them through the store and like, just throws grapes at them. They use Volt. 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 He's like he's like someone who he's in class and like he asks a question and the teacher responds and doesn't say something like exactly appropriate. Oh. And he's like and then he like calls the teacher a heretic and storms out and then like sits in the hallway and like forgive them, Lord, they know not what they do. <laughs> he's that oh, guy. Man. You made me early, you made me laugh so hard that I choked on <laughs> what I was drinking. And it still hasn't gone away. But He's that guy that in class, 
if the teacher writes up something and it's like a slight mistake, but you can tell what she means because of how she what she says, but he still raises his hand and corrects her, he's that guy. Oh, it's the worst. The worst. Like you're taking oh, wasting everybody's time. The worst. Crusader guy. Oh gosh. Context clues, buddy. <laughs> that's what that's what we need. We need a big sign for every Crusader guy on Twitter that just says context clues, buddy. Context clues. Man, there were st- I, there were so many guys like that when I was at school. Like really? I don't know if it was ever I don't know if it's just a like the sign like the the humanities. I don't know if you can call it the soft sciences, right? Like philosophy and theology. The, the, the stuff that's not the hard squish. Science. Squish science. The squishy boys. That I mean, the the other scientists wouldn't exist without. But that's that's beside the point. That's neither here um, nor there. Philosophy is the queen of there. science, it's, but no, it's not. But um, what theology? Well, is it theology? Is What's philosophy? Philosophy is just like knowledge. I thought philosophy knowledge. was the queen of the sciences. No, it's theology. Ah, uh, well, forget Theology's I said anything. In charge. Yeah, it's okay. Carry on. Um. I don't know if it was like every theology or philosophy class or like religious studies class, but there was always that guy who uh-huh. you could tell like r- tried to read or like did read theology uh-huh. or philosophy on his own. Yeah. And like came in and he was like in like in like theology 101 raised his hand like, well, what what about like Anselm's ontological argument? Like, how does that fit in, buddy? We're talking about baptism right now. <laughs> this is very basic. This is not the same you at all. You don't need to bring in anything besides the catechism. Like, you just need to chill. Like, we're yeah. this is day one. We get it. I, I saw I saw an Onion article that was um, <laughs> it was like guy in philosophy class just needs to shut the hell up, and it was. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I thought about sending it to some of my friends from That's okay. I never school, took any of the soft, the squish science. But we had, it's the exact same thing in, in uh, hard sciences too. Yeah. Because there are guys who were like coding when they were three, you know? Mm. And you'll be in a very basic class and the professor will be like, okay, so if you just type in this line of code, it will pop up with a text window and it'll give the user a chance to type something in and they'll be like, well, why don't we make this algorithm, you know, and like, and the professor's always like, okay, you could do it that way, but, but that's not what we're talking about. But like, I'm the professor, but this and I two- know more than you. <laughs> it's a two-edged sword because if you're friends with that guy, then you don't really have to know that much in the, from the class. That's true. You know, and so it's always, a, it's a balance between me. keeping your friends close and the reply guys cl- closer. <laughs> that's what we need. Oh, it's so good. Anyway. Okay. Just getting <laughs> that lactic acid out of there. Just really. Yeah, I, 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 I pumped it hard today. I, I did some calf raises. You had Python days or what was it was Python, called? Python clubs on Tuesdays, Pat. Python clubs on Tuesdays. Do you, have I told you about Python club? You did tell me a little bit about Python club. Okay, yeah. Cool. Never mind. Good, give us give us a recap for the for the listeners. I started a club us. Tuesday morning, six thirty a.m. If anybody's in the Tulsa <laughs> area, we go to the gym and we just do curls <laughs> for thirty minutes. It's called Python Club. Uh, so far, only three members. <laughs> That's too much time. What? I know curls for thirty minutes. That's, That's too much time. When people hear it, they're like, "Oh, sounds good." But then when you think about it, you're like, "That's the worst idea ever." That's we a long we time. We like, don't actually do curls the whole time, but. No, I would hope not. You would be in that's so what gets, much pain. That's what gets people in the door. And then they come in and they're like, oh, this is just a regular arms workout. And 
but it's good because it's okay yeah because like a regular workout for me takes 30 minutes yeah exactly like a full a full workout but we spend a lot of time kind of goofing and joshing around you know that's good yeah that's good how much do you curl uh, how much do i curl yeah sorry what's i can't you're breaking up i can't really how much do you curl sorry what i (laughs) (laughs) um we i don't curl a lot either i don't (laughs) see i don't curl that often with like dumbbells probably like 30 to 35 nothing crazy like i'm not that strong when we did the bar i did like we did bar barbell curls yeah um more but more than that more than that but that's obviously like you're using both hands you know that's fair i squat a lot but not my arms are still less than defined they're really just shapeless blobs that are attached to my torso (laughs) I think I think I pull. This is not a workout podcast, but I was t- I was telling Father Anthony today. What if I think it, what I if it was? Little, what if it was a workout what, podcast? It is called the Crunch. I hey, saying, oh my gosh, we we've never made this connection it. before. Forget Python Club. We're just Ethan, doing crunches. Ethan, we've made this connection before. Have we? I've at least made this joke twice. Dang it! Well, we have so much. We have so much content that nobody will know. We have so much back catalog. No one ever is ever gonna. Nobody's ever gonna listen to it. Is the thing. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I, I did I did deadlifting for the first time oh, last week and I boy. did it again yesterday. At a boy. And it's honestly, it's like it's so much more fun. So Father Anthony and I'm in, are you in the lifters DM? The no, Christian, I left it. The Christian it Lifters was, DM. It was very annoying to me. It's it's a lot. I just I just I just um ignore it because like I just see a little one in my notifications box all yes. the time. I'm just like, yeah, okay, I that's hate, the lifters DM, it's fine. I hate it. It's I know it's so it's so like oh, I gotta check it but I also don't. Um, it's nice though because I I took a video of me deadlifting and I sent it to them and they're like oh here's how you can improve your form which is pretty good because I was I was really scared That's of deadlifting because nice. I have back problems because you don't want to get hurt but then yeah I don't want to get hurt but this then is an anti injury like, podcast. Yeah, well, you don't want to hurt yourself lifting, but apparently if you do benching, deadlifting, and squats, that's like your whole body and you're good. Really? Yeah. Huh. And like overhead presses and and bicep curls and all that stuff, but like that's. Pretty much, because because benching gets your your chest and your triceps, and squatting is like you have to use your back to keep it up, and uh-huh. it's your legs, and then deadlifting uses your legs and your back. It's like what else is there? You're right. There's no other parts of your body. There's no other parts of your body besides back, chest, legs. <laughs> you imagine if that's all that we were. <laughs> what would we look we'd like? be very fast how would we <laughs> we'd be very terrifying. slim creatures <laughs> we'd we would never imagine never getting stuck in a slide again your arms are not there to get you stuck in a slide that's true my legs you know? i would kind of like my arms is the thing what if you could what if you could grow your arms out as needed and then retract them yeah exactly yes. and you could say hey it's you know what? It's time for me to heat up some mac and cheese. Here are my arms. Thank goodness I've got it. Oh, hey, can you guys go away? I need to go down a slide inexplicably. Oh, sounds good, Ethan. Here, here we come back in. And then they come back in. They can also talk. Okay. They have This mouths. sounds like a – for some reason this reminded me. You remember how we used to do would you rather questions for, crunch, for uh, the Crunch Bowl? Yeah. I found some really good ones. I was okay. doing it for youth group. And mm-hmm. I found that's would classic. You rather be a, right. Would you rather be a reverse mermaid or a reverse centaur? Oh, that's a hard oh. question. Oh. I would have to go with reverse mermaid. Uh, 
Um, I think Reverse Centaur is the play because that's what BoJack Horseman is. Well, that is what BoJack Horseman is. But also, can you imagine the power behind a man who is bottom half <laughs> legs human, top half horse? You could be imagining, in theory, like if you're a reverse center, you should be able to talk, right? Like you'll have some semblance of. Yeah, of course. You can speak. Um, will I have hooves? <laughs> no, that's a, that's a satyr that or or a fawn. No. no, 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 no. But like, will my so my back legs are human legs, but my front legs will be hooves. No, no, no. You're a horse. I'm just from a the horse. That, I'm just a horse that stands up. No. Yes. The the picture that I saw was it was a human being uh-huh. with arms all the way up to their neck, and then coming out of them was the front torso of a horse. So they had oh. like a horse's face and legs. Okay. On top of them, and I was like, "That's terrifying." That's no, kind of what I never want. Wanna. That's kind of what I want. You could become the president. <laughs> this is not a political commentary. I'm not Horse doing man any, for president. No political commentary whatsoever here. I'm just saying that if you ran on the <laughs> on the platform of I am half horse, half human, vote for me, you would win. There's no question. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's, just, though, it's like all you reverse... can do is be like you go to it. You go to a political fundraising event and you just say, be like, hey, don't hey. you want to give me money because of how cool I am? Yeah, you'd be like, <laughs> hey, um. We're really in this race now, huh? Please don't, <laughs> please don't shoot me if I lose. <laughs> oh man! Like, <laughs> and then they would be like, "Wow, genius, money! This is some really good horse humor." This, this horse really knows what's going I on, and to he be cares the, about the poor. I promise to be the glue that holds this country uh, together. <laughs> uh, oh man. No, but okay. So, but being being a reverse centaur is like the opposite. It's the worst part of a horse and the worst part of a human. Like, what kind of? Well, can you imagine what if he was a cowboy? <laughs> and his, his <laughs> the job, most confused horse. His job would be to ride horses. <laughs> well, he's, and he's, he's a cowboy, around, but he rides a centaur. <laughs> and a lady horse. A lady horse. This is a this is a sitcom episode. A lady horse kind of sees you, and she takes a liking to you. But you have the kind of the mind and abilities of a human. You just look like a horse. So you have to navigate oh, this. Oh, like, this is getting weird. You remember that scene in Avatar The Last Airbender where that girl really falls in love with Aang, but he's not about it? Yeah. That's what it would be like. But also, Wait, I kind of want No, I don't remember that. Do you know what kind of, if you were a cowboy, what kind of gun you would carry? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Colt 45. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, anyway. Okay, last one. Sure. Would you rather 5% of the population be telepathic or 5% be telekinetic and you are not part of the 5%? Either way, I'm not part of the 5%? Yeah, so like either okay. 5% of the population can move stuff with their mind or they can like read thoughts and communicate with their mind. I think, yeah, I, I would rather people move stuff with their mind because I think there's much less chance of severe societal damage. Yeah, I agree. Because um, <laughs> they would just get employed by the big... By, by like Maersk to move stuff from one side of the world to the other for much cheaper. Right. Like it wouldn't, it wouldn't be like, it wouldn't be like they would be employed by like the CIA and there's a bunch of espionage going on. Right. right? Exactly. <laughs> also, I think, I think with, I think with telekinesis, we end up with the same situation that we were just talking about where they just kind of, <laughs> they take a horse and they ram it into somebody else really fast <laughs> and they create their own horse human hybrid. And that's the logical result of doing giving that to five percent of the people, indiscriminate <laughs> of age, intelligence, culture. Oh man, I I'm not saying that's what I would do if I had it, but I'm saying I'm saying that's what will happen. That's, 
eventually. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, like we we have to we have to consider the potential. Okay. No, I definitely. <laughs> have. What would you have? Would you have telekinesis or tele telepathic? Well, would I would I rather have telekinesis or telepathic? No, 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 no. I would, which I which think, would you pick? Like between those two options, the which I would rather. Have, I, I I think I have to agree with you. I, yeah. I'd rather. I think the societal implications and like the damage done would I, be much less. Yeah, and that makes me. I'm reading this book right now. It's called the Foundation series, and in it, there's this villain, and he's called the Mule. And like the reason that he's able to win all of these space battles and stuff, it just seems like everybody's giving up and they just collapse completely it's because he can control hmm. people's emotions he's oh like a, he's a mutant or something like that and um yeah and so he he can influence other people's emotions and so he basically takes over the entire galaxy in five years um because he just makes the other team like because real he sad. because he can command allegiance right and people will believe it and love him even if they know rationally like oh i used to hate this guy and oppose him like once they're under his control once they've been conditioned that's what they call it um yeah and so i was i have that on the brain i'm thinking like man i don't want that to happen i don't want i don't want barack obama sneaking into my brain and telling me hey <laughs> reelect me <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if he would say that that's like weird thinking speaking of barack obama he when was he president i don't know i think well he was he was definitely president when i was in middle school really back in the day you'd say probably kind of five years or more ago. five five or more years ago five or more wait no he wasn't he was. he was president more recent than that but, yeah, but yes he, he was he, president he was five years also ago. president five or more years ago um, yeah, yeah, yeah and <laughs> you know what else happens five or more years ago our takes from the hot take time machine hot take time, time machine, machine. Hot Take Time Machine is a segment where we take a look back at the prime of social media, of our social media posting. If you have a hot take, five years or older, DM five it years to at the crunch, five years or older, DM it to at the Crunchcast on Twitter or Instagram or our email info at thecrunchcast.com. Ethan, yes, your hot takes. Okay. I, uh, I, I kind of jumped ship from Facebook for a little bit, kind of took a break from Facebook. I went back to my old Twitter. This is one that I don't use anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it's just kind of like a, it's a graveyard. It's an old, um, yeah, I, I found a bunch in mine too. Yeah. Did you know that there's a, uh, there's a, there's a headstone store opening up in Tulsa? No. People are dying to get in. Um, I shut up. No, that's, <laughs> that's a headstone store sells headstones. It's not a graveyard. There, well, people die there. People don't die at headstone stores. They go to pick out headstones. I know that when I'm on my deathbed, I'm going to say, take me to the headstone store. It'll be but easier and more efficient for you to plan my funeral. They don't bury funerals. people at a headstone store. They bury people at a graveyard or well, at a mausoleum. You can, you can pick a headstone that most matches the recently deceased. That's what that I'm saying. That most matches it? Yeah, like kind of the vibe that they're putting off when they die. I get that. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. The, the vibe they're putting off, wet, not like their life. It doesn't describe their life. It's like this. So they're all gray and sad. Yeah. Okay. What is there really a new headstone store opening up in Tulsa? Nope. I was just talking about how my tweets are kind of like a graveyard. Um, oh. Here's okay. here's my first hot take time machine tweet. Um, this is from January 6, thousand and fourteen. So a bit more recent, but still within that five year window. Obviously, eight likes, no retweets. Of course. <clears throat> Nobody is going to think better of you if you brag about drinking, but there are a lot of people that will think less of you. 
That is peak, Ethan. <laughs> That's peak you when you started the podcast. Do you yeah. remember our crappy drinking episode? I do. I do. Because we were both underage and at the time. here's the problem. We were both underage, so we may- tried to make this podcast about like alcohol, and it was the worst because we just sounded like jerks. And the worst part, the worst part, we were we were very recent friends, and it was very apparent how how much you abhorred underage drinking that I was very, very reluctant and never told you that I did once drink a hard apple cider when I was a junior in high school. Can we take a break from the podcast for a second? <laughs> I need Patrick, can you come over here? And I was overcome with such guilt. <laughs> I was like, I can't tell I, him. I, I know that you're trying to really help these people, right? But you can't lie to me for three years and not tell me. <laughs> I'm getting a new co-host. No, you can't. I can't. Please. I'd never drink. Please. I never drank underage. I was very passionate about it, but only because I saw it do bad things to people that I cared oh, about. Oh, absolutely. Know? And so yeah. it's not like a... I mean, yeah, I work for the church, and yeah, I discourage underage drinking, Um but do I think it's the biggest deal and the biggest issue that we have to worry about? No, no. Um, and I definitely, I definitely understand that. It's like my my being against underage drinking was it never came from a place of like drinking is a sin regardless. It was always from a place of oh oh you're you're really gonna destroy your life if you keep doing this. Because mm-hmm. I would um, see people just yeah. doing like just being unsafe, right? Like I don't, I don't think it's bad. Um, to be responsible. Can you just turn your phone off for one podcast? Like that's all I'm really asking <laughs> I'm is just so not have it on for one episode. <laughs> the past like four, it's done that. Uh, I don't even remember what I was talking about, but this is, this is peak Ethan because when I was in high school and it was my senior year, this is, this is crazy to me. I was really starting to come into my own as like a person and really yeah. figuring out what I cared about and what I didn't care about. And I, like wanted to be we kind of talked about this last week with like the populars but like i wanted to be friends with everybody um but i just saw people like doing dumb stuff and i was like oh i bet i can change their minds if i just tweet this oh (laughs) i was like i just wanted to be i wanted to help but i just didn't know how to do it without coming off as super passive aggressive and super snarky um Mm. but it is looking back really funny to see how uh how terrible i was I definitely, I definitely like thought that my social media presence was more influential than it actually was. Oh my goodness. Yes. I was definitely like, cause I would tweet something like, Hey everybody, we're having a show this weekend. Like come see it. Yeah. And it's like my 300 followers, yeah. half of them are bots and none of them are looking or have control over like whether or not they come. So I'm like, Oh wow. I just like advertised 300 people. Social media was very deceptive. Cause like also yeah. Facebook doesn't show every single one of your friends, every post mm-hmm. you make and all that stuff. And, and just it, back like, in the all... day when like all of your followers were people from your school, it just kind yeah. of made it super insular. And so when I would tweet something the night before, I would walk in the next day and I'd be like, I bet everybody here saw that. <laughs> but like nobody did because because mo- most people weren't checking their Twitter all the time either because right. it was very much like you had to be on Twitter yeah. And people wouldn't just sit and scroll every day. And people would be on for events, but they wouldn't be on just to hang out and like read yeah. stuff, you know? Yeah, that that was definitely like, live tweeting thing. the Super Bowl was a big deal. Oh yeah. 
Oh man! All right, should I should I should I throw mine? Yeah, my, yeah, yeah. Mine yeah. Up let now? me let me hear yours. I want to hear the content. Come on, I'm ready. I, I think I think Facebook definitely also hid posts that it could tell was like low effort. So like, so all of your posts were hidden. Um, I don't appreciate that. <laughs> I just want you to know that I'm deeply wounded and offended, and I'll, I'll expect a written apology on my desk. In all right. Three to well, as soon as I get I, as soon as I get mine for you lying to me for three years. <laughs> um i i was a big fan apparently in 2011 of the ellipsis but i was unaware that it was restricted to three dots and i did like at oh, least five thought, to ten i thought you meant the elliptical for a second no and i thought i yeah. i was definitely a fan of the elliptical because i thought it was exercising Mm-mm. um but it's not because you're like resting your upper body on something while you was so, never mind that's not that's not that's by the point um so this is a hashtag TBT from when it, this is a throwback when I was in 2014 to a post three years before. So this is a post I made on Facebook okay. on November 20th, 2011. Great. Looking back at certain things, I don't know how much I had to look back on dot, dot, dot. That's six dots. Ha. Wow. Six more dots. When you stop and look back and asses your life, it really makes you think. <laughs> really makes you think huh we live in a society we really live in a society everyone, I like everyone know this if we just if we were just asses more if we would just ask we all more, just we admitted we lived in a society we would really start to like fix society i mm-hmm. hope like don't be part of the problem you know gosh you could have written the new joker movie that could have been you i i <laughs> i like how i stopped after the first looking back at certain things ha wow when you stop and look back and asses your life, <laughs> I stop in the middle of the post as if I'm thinking. Like it's during it's, the you're speaking it out loud, like you would be saying it in front of a crowd of like, huh, wow, like you're just like an aside <laughs> to yourself. But oh. it's a written, so it. Doesn't but it's make written. Sense. Oh my god! What did yeah, you? What do you know? In, this was what you were talking about at the time. Like, was there maybe a hard okay, so, a hard breakup or maybe the. School, <laughs> a break school lunch when did I was you in dirty school? have you seen what i look like in middle school no there were no relationships in middle school i posted a, a couple of years ago i posted a picture of myself i'll make it the cover art i'm just kidding i won't do that or i might um i posted a picture of myself in seventh grade or might have been eighth grade and i was like to all the girls that didn't like me back in middle school i totally get it <laughs> i was like I was like very chunky and didn't know how to what to do with my mane of hair, like my massive amount of oh, hair. Oh, middle school is where you really get that tamed, you know, where you really figure out what's gonna go on. Really figure out like what's going on up there. I I guess maybe um, not until senior year did I know what I was doing. Actually, I take it back. Not until my senior year of college did I know what I was <laughs> doing with my hair. I didn't start. I didn't start. Rig- like regularly styling my hair until I met Phoebe Johnson. <laughs> I still do not style my hair. Oh man. Um, when you were in middle school, I get so I'm kind of with you, but just different reasons. Like I've always been 120 pounds. Like that's never changed. Um, but my personality was was there was some to be wanting there yeah. in middle school. So it wasn't as much of like a oh I feel uncomfortable in my body. Like what's going on. It was like a, I desperately want to fit in, and I have no idea how to do it. I guess I'm going to go buy some shirts from Aeropostale, and maybe that's a first step. Um, <laughs> was that what was what was your way of 
like coping? Like, how did you, how did, what were some ways that you tried to ingratiate yourself with the, with the student body? Oh my gosh. Well, I regularly tell this story. It's like part of my like go-to charisma talk that I give my kids about like identity and all that stuff. It's like, it's like prime for that, but it's, um, I really wanted a pair of, now I tell on the podcast, I won't be able to tell it ever again. Um, I really, everyone was wearing Converse and I like really, really wanted a pair of Converse. So I went home and I told my mom, I was like, mom, I got to get a pair of Converse. So she was like, all right, fine. I need new shoes anyways. So she she took me to Ross, dressed for less. And the only pair of shoes, the only pair of Converse that were my size, I was a size 13. So it was very hard to find shoes my size. You were size 13 in middle school? I was a size 13 when I was 13. Oh so when God. people said act your age, not your shoe size, they they were sorely mistaken. <laughs> I, I... <laughs> That's um, it's great, great. Yeah, great, it was great. it was it was a lot. So I um, the only pair were a pair of green, bright green Converse. And whenever I tell this story to um, whenever I tell this story to like a group of girls, they're like. When I tell the story to a group of teenagers, the girls are always like, oh, those sound so cute. Not for a guy. Guys can't wear bright green sh- shoes. That's not a thing. Nope. And so I walked in and it was like, I was like, oh, like I had, I had one shirt that went with them. And so I wore them. But then I saw this other kid, Josh, and he was much cooler than me because he was in eighth grade. Right? Oh. And he had no laces on his Converse. Oh, now we're getting Which, and somewhere. I w- and I was like, oh, hot diggity dang. <laughs> he... The amount of the he, he must not care at all. Right. He must be one he of those guys laces. That, that doesn't give a single a single crap. A, and so no I crap. took the laces off of my Converse. But here's the thing. Uh-huh. If you take laces off of shoes, you walk right out of them. That is true. And so I did and I like tripped and this girl, Stephanie Rodriguez, no. I remember her name. If you're listening pointed, and I know that you are. I know you are. This is how much you scarred me. She looked and she pointed and she goes, ha ha ha, this kid thought he could wear his shoes without <laughs> laces. That's such a specific thing. I know. Like, <laughs> oh. And it's one of those things. Hey, everybody, like, come look. Next- I've I, I've diagnosed exactly what this kid thought he could do, and I'm going to loudly pronounce that he cannot, in fact, do that it. thing. <laughs> I'm Stephanie Rodriguez signing off <laughs> from middle school shaming on Channel 7. Oh, my gosh. That, you don't deserve that, man. That's – It was so funny. Mm. But, but, like, seriously, I – um. That, but it was, Josh was like really nice. He came where he's like, "Hey man, like I know that you're trying shoes, to cop my style, but <laughs> but, but you're never gonna be like me. You're never gonna be like Josh. What's his name? He kicks you <laughs> in the stomach. Never talk to me again. <laughs> never talk to me again. You you seventh grade piece of trash. <laughs> I am VGHS. Welcome to me. <laughs> no, he came over and he was like, "Hey man, like my shoes are made to do that. It's okay." And I was like, "Thank you." I wasn't crying. <laughs> you're just on sobbing on the ground. <laughs> I want it to be oh, cool. That's so funny. Oh man, but it was it was so ugh, it was so dumb. It was like mm-hmm. I feel that. it was very much it was very much in like the I was very much friends with. I wasn't like in this crowd from from a very from like my middle school on to like the end of college. I was never like in a group. I was always like moving from group to group. And but one of these groups of friends that I hung out with most were very much the LOL XD RAR never shout never people. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. And so I was kind of periphery to that. 
Yeah, and it was it. always I wasn't in it, but I was I was close. Yeah, because I couldn't pull it off. Because I was in band, right? And so there's just it's just natural. Yeah, yeah. You're you're in the performing arts. You're next to those people yeah. who are seen because they're all seen, mm-hmm. and it's fine. Yep. And like there was one girl, Amber, who was like, shout out to Amber. She pulled it off. Like she was the most seen kid, but she wasn't like ever weird about it. Like she was definitely one of those kids who now would be wearing cat ears, unironically. Oh. But like she sounds like a girl that I would have a hidden crush on when I was in seventh grade. I don't. I don't ever want you to say that again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying that's the kind of thing that I was sneaky into, you know. All right. Like, again, why, why don't? You, why do you think that's weird? <laughs> no, it's not weird. It's a little. Anyway, I'll cut it out so, of the podcast. No, don't please don't. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's just so funny though, because like TikTok seems to have brought that it, stuff it has. back. Well, I think it's, it's just made it weird. public again. That's fair. It's always like been there, mm-hmm. you know. And you're like, <laughs> you see, <laughs> do you know what I did? Ethan, I need you. I need you to understand. Yeah. Cat ears are a gateway drug into furriness. I know. And I will not have any of that I on this know. podcast. <laughs> I don't hate people who are furries. I just strongly, strongly disagree with the lifestyle. Listen, um, I, I, I knew this other girl in high school, and she was super chill, and she had this pair of cat ears that were actually kind of legit. Like, she could she could move them with her, like, by moving her ear muscles and her eyebrows. Interesting. So she would, like, raise an eyebrow, and one of the ears would, like, like go to the side. It would, like, match her expression. And I was like, that's honestly pretty legit. She was like, yeah, I like them, but they're banned at school. And I was like, that, honestly, I get that. How dare these upstart institutions ban... <laughs> Something that these allows these, of, of these students. <laughs> they tell us that education is supposed to be where we learn about the world. How am I supposed to learn about the world if I can't wear my cat ears? <laughs> they did ban hats, though. They, you know what? You know what my middle school band? Um, we used to do this thing called Nerd Day. Yeah. And it's self-explanatory. Everybody dresses like, up like, like a, a nerd. nerd. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. And we would all do it. And um, they banned it. And everyone who came in dressed like a nerd spent the day in the cafeteria like couldn't go to class and i always thought that was really funny Mm -hmm. because i was like what if someone just like came to school dressed a little dorky that day yeah and and the principal came over and was like hey man you're dressed like a nerd (laughs) and he's like what i didn't you're dressed like a nerd you're in trouble you gotta go sit the cap i'm so sorry i didn't mean it my mom just bought me a plaid button up and i thought she said i looked like a handsome young man do you know what they had Uh, do you know what they had that that would not go over well at all today. What? They had oh, no. they had an opposite day, but it was colloquially referred to as gender bender day. Ah, yeah, it was common. Yeah, it's just I can't yeah. like I just I even then it was kind of like uh but it's like this is kind of weird but, like but now 5 years, 10 years later, how how old am I? Who knows. Um I was in middle school 10 years ago, which is kind of crazy. But 10 years later, wait, what? Oh my gosh. I can't I cannot imagine yeah. that happening. You know, things like that. Like what do they even do for spirit days anymore? They just colors. Well, I'll tell you what my middle school does for spirit days now. You know what they do? What? They do nerd day. Really? Just nerd day? Yeah. Just ner- they do nerd it's day. It's the only safe group left to persecute. <laughs> Cuz they run the world the, anyway. The like, nerds, <laughs> nerds and gamers. <laughs> the nerds and the gamers have Here's the thing. People keep saying gamers rise up. They already did. Sir. They did. Okay. And you, gamers who run the world, Beyonce? Gamers. gamers. That's who runs the world. You, you ask your average kid, right? The kid who will soon be of voting age determining policy in this country, you say, hey, who's your favorite celebrity? He's not going to say Beyonce. He's going to say Ninja. 
He's going to say Ninja. He's going to say Ninja. Just got it. He's going to say PewDiePie. Read the times. He's going to say Gus Johnson. Read the signs of the times. Gus Johnson's our new our new gamer hero. <laughs> Gus Johnson will go down in history as the reason why. I don't know. I, The reason why. Can we? He's the 14th reason. <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Can we read uh, one of our user fan-submitted uh, Hot Take Time Machines? Okay, go ahead. Okay. <clears throat> User-submitted Hot Take Time Machine, if you would like to submit yours, as we said, at the Crunchcast on Twitter, um, or Instagram, or email us, info at thecrunchcast.com. We would love to read your, to see what, what kind of things you were cooking up back in the, the early. Back in the day. The, the <laughs> aughts, the late aughts and the early tens. Um, this is from our friend Caitlin, at T with Tolkien. That's like J.R.R. Tolkien, and T as in sis. Um, <laughs> she says, Lady Gaga is my Facebook friend. It makes me feel like she is my friend in real life. And I think that's from September 2010. <laughs> I, I I read this and I was like, I don't... Did she think that Lady Gaga was her Facebook There friend? was this weird time where like friending and being a fan of things and liking things was all kind of still being worked out by Facebook. Yeah. And so you can kind of like have somebody's posts on your feed... And it was as it, it looked the same as if it was your friend. Like there was nothing different about it. Oh, that's weird. Yeah, but that's how it was for a long time. Oh yeah, I remember when become a fan was a thing. I remember when they switched it to like, and to... everybody made a page that said "bring back the become a fan" button. Yeah, I'm super glad we didn't bring that back because that was just weird. I was in I was in all of those groups. I joined up anytime Facebook changed anything. When the when our the local soccer team changed its name, I started a Facebook group. I was really in on the activism back then. It was <laughs> when, they went from the Kansas City Wizards to Sporting Kansas City, and I was like, I started a group and I invited everyone on my friends list, and it was just called Bring Back Sporting, or Bring Back the Wizards. Bring Back the Wizards. And I never posted anything in it. I just wanted to be active. I wanted to do. I wanted to, like how they taught us in school. You know how like uh, Selma. Oh, please don't. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Harriet Tubman, right? Like, they change things. Uh, And they told me, Ethan, you can change things, too. And so I said, gosh darn it, you're right. The time is now. The problem. (laughs) I made the little icon of soccer ball. Like, I really put all all I could into it. The problem with American history class, they never really taught us what was, what is, and isn't a civil rights issue. That's true. (laughs) They kind of let us figure it out on our own, which, if you know, middle school and high school students, we did not. That is the worst (laughs) idea. It was like, at this point, at this point, like every, every time, like when, when, when you're Martin Luther King or Rosa Parks or Harriet Tubman, which of course is long before them, um, you you can make the adult decision to rebel against authority for doing something horribly unjust. Yes, but when you're absolutely. like a little 
12 year old who's <laughs> mad because he got a C instead of a B plus on a history paper. You can't threaten to sue the school. I knew a kid who did that. It was sue pretty bad. the school. Sue the school. I'm going to sue the if school. If you ask the average American teen what the biggest civil rights issue in America is, they probably say that Chick-fil-A is closed on Sunday. That's probably would be the <laughs> answer that you would get. And now I'm really, really, maybe I should become a history teacher to set some, set some rights wrong. Or set, set some wrongs that's right. That's what I mean. Set some rights wrong. Anyway, also. I'm going to become a history, I'm going to become a history teacher purely so I can set this country I want to take a, I want to take a deeper dive into this post from, from T with Tolkien. Okay. Lady Gaga is my Facebook friend. It makes me feel like she's my friend in real life. That was the era where Lady Gaga was walking around wearing meat on her head. Like this was not, <laughs> this was not cool, Lady Gaga. This was what, what is happening? This was intense. Like, what are you doing, Lady Gaga? Lady Gaga, twenty ten antics. Google. Oh, okay. So I need I need to bring this up to you. There's Did a post. Like- oh my gosh! There's an article in ChicagoNow.com. That's the art. The title of the article is "Did Lady Gaga's 2010 Antics Live Up to 2009?" <laughs> Apparently, 2009 was the year of Gaga. The lady burst onto the pop culture scene in a take no prisoners whirlwind of weird. <laughs> so maybe that's what maybe that's what she was really into. She really liked that. Yeah, maybe. Anyway, that was her big thing. That was her big thing. You know. I'm having a lot of fun I'm having a great reminiscing. Time. I'm having a great time on reminiscing on what the internet was like back in the day. But, you know, I kind of want to have a worse time. Let's talk about some tweets that made us sad. The internet is too positive. Tweets that made me sad is a segment where we talk about what makes us sad on the internet. This is also a segment where you can send in uh, similar to hot take time machine at the crunchcast um at info at the crunchcast.com at Ropostle at catholic pat are the places that we can get these <laughs> absolutely Sorry, I tweeted. patrick's, I patrick's <laughs> typing in the uh in the google doc where i'm reading these things from and he's distracting me but i'm not gonna let it happen um, I, we would love to hear. We would love to hear your tweets that made me sad, and I would love it if Patrick would stop typing so that I could get through this intro. So no, that's a no. That's a tweet that made me sad. Oh, it is. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. I thought so it, I, I thought you were it. talking to me as I was speaking. <laughs> no, Buddy. I was not asking you that. No. So okay, do you want me to talk about yeah, it? Yeah, go for it. Okay, okay, okay. So what I typed was, "Are we too woke?" Question mark. And Ethan thought I was referring to us. I'm not. We're not woke. We're so woke for introducing this segment right now. <laughs> we're so woke for making the internet a worse place. Um, so at E. Brunig, Elizabeth Brunig, who's a, an opinion columnist for the Washington Post and regular Catholic Twitter user. Wonderful lady. Um, she, she tweeted, but I think she actually deleted her tweets recently. She so deletes her tweets anymore. every day. Oh, she does? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I definitely should have screen capped it. Yeah. Um, imagine being that dedicated to the brand. You delete your tweets every day. Yeah. That's awesome. She still has way more followers than we do. I like leave yeah, all right. my tweets up in hopes that somebody stumbles across it and say, like, Oh, this is gold, Jerry. Gold. Oh, this is God, I gotta make this viral right now. Yeah. Um, she, she posted like a, you need to calm down sort of tweet and screen capped this, uh, this blogger. I forget where it was. This is why you need screen caps, Pat. So essentially this guy was playing with his daughter uh-huh. and he said, Oh man, like I realized I always I used to think that I was like a champion for women's rights, but I keep catching myself calling my my 3-year-old, my 2-year-old cute and pretty. And I realized mm. that that the that I'm objectifying her and like 
and like only complimenting her on her physique. And I, I realized like, oh my gosh, am I part of the problem? And I realized that, 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 that uh, the patriarchy is so ingrained into my fabric. And those words, I remember those phrases specifically because first of all, physique, yikes. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Please don't ever use that word to describe a child. Nope. And then also like his fabric. I thought that was interesting. The reason why this made me sad was because I think that woke culture is going I don't okay, I don't want to say that. I don't want to say it's going too far. It's already but gone that, too far. I think people are not doing it right. What do you mean? What is that? What is woke culture and how do you do it correctly? I think people are trying to be too woke just for just for clout. Yeah. Yeah. Cuz okay, so we all we all hopefully we all know that being woke is a traditionally African American phrase, not traditionally, but it's like to it's a saying that means like be aware of what's going on around you yeah. so that you can stay safe. Mm-hmm. It's the kind of thing that's like it used to be just know like how to talk stay to the police fam. That was like the original sort of usage of the phrase. Yeah, it's like it's like it's 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 like in that childish Gambino song. It's like in Redbone, you know. Don't catch you sleeping. It's like what from what I understand. This is me really poorly trying to explain it. Uh huh. Um, let's please let's let us all gather around as Patrick, a white man. As Patrick explains what it means to be woke. Explain. Anyway, okay. The reason why I'm saying that is because the the general culture, the general pop culture, did what it tends to do with phrases like that, like the phrase "slay," like the dab, like "spill the tea." I think all of these like things we say are generally African American first. And then we kind of co-opt them to like the whole of pop culture. Um, And so this phrase used to just like refer to people on the street being aware of their surroundings. And now it's and then it kind of also applies to like be aware of what's going on where like societal and systemic oppression exists, which is important. You need you need to be aware of the societal and systemic oppressions that exist. However, if like this guy, the funny part about this guy's article was that he brought it up as if he was the problem. He was like, oh my gosh, like, am I part of the problem? And he kind of painted himself as like this guy who was converting, right? Yeah. But then he also blamed society as a whole. Yes. He was like, no, 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 I didn't well, do this. Mm-hmm. This is how he gets the best of both worlds, right? He says, exactly, yeah. poor me, I've been victimized by my society. But look at me. I've realized that I've been victimized by society, and now I'm changing for the better. And so everyone goes, wow, you really are a victim and also a conqueror. And also a hero. A hero. Yeah, and I think- you get to be both, which is convenient if you're trying to build that brand. But I think it's intellectually dishonest. Yeah, and also it also like delegitimizes actual systemic oppression. Yes. Because it, 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 it talks about something that's out there. There's no I, inherent issue mm-hmm. with calling a child cute. cute. I, I don't deny that there are <laughs> young women and young men who are who have suffered from some kind of abuse or neglect from usage of like words like that to talk about their physical appearance. I don't that has definitely happened, right? Yeah. But on the whole, calling a kid cute, calling a young girl pretty, calling a young man handsome, those are like normal things. 
right? That yeah. that are not strange. It's saying it's really like a compliment. Yeah, the kid is. It, it depends on how big, old the kid. Like if you say a newborn is cute, right? It's just kind of like a oh, look at this little human. He's gonna be big one day, but right now he's just a little snuggly. Little, you know, little small guy. It's just you know? it's like we like things that are smaller than us. That's why we have dogs. <laughs> like that's why we make kids is so we can feel big. And so, <laughs> and so <laughs> go ahead. And and this is why I asked you earlier if you watched the Chappelle episode, the Chappelle the new Chappelle special. I, that was hard to say. I did not. Um, so the the reason why I watched it was because someone told me that he talks a little bit about cancel culture. Oh yeah, which is deeply tied to the wokeness culture, right? And because if you are woke, for instance, mm-hmm. and you catch someone who is not, then you get to cancel them, mm. and you can you can say like, oh, this person. But that's the thing is like this person is now forever. I, I, I saw this as, as we all know, Kevin Hart was canceled and couldn't host the Oscars. Dave yes. Chappelle talks about this because yes. he tweeted something a very long time ago that was bad. He tweeted about hurting his son if he came out as gay. And it was like definitely a joke that like people made in 2010. Like that was definitely a joke that I heard a lot back then. It was his hot take time machine, right? Like yes. it was something stupid that he said, but he refused to recant on it. Right. That's the thing. But like, besides the point, that's all said point. Mm-hmm. He's now painted as a homophobe. And I saw people calling him a homophobe the other day when he was in an interview with Lil Nas X and a bunch of other people on an HBO thing called The Shop where they were talking uh-huh, and they were talking uh-huh. about Lil Nas coming out. You watched that and episode of The Shop? I saw it and it looked really good, but I didn't, I don't know how to access it. And I also don't have I watched time. like I watched like a couple of clips of it because oh, I was gotcha. interested because like I couldn't exactly tell what they were talking about, but they were talking about Lil Nas coming out and they said like, oh, look, he's being gaslit. Because they're like, oh, it's not a big deal that you're gay, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, I understand what they were trying to do. And they what they were trying to I, I, I based on what I saw, it seemed as though Lil Nas was, like, talking about it being a big deal that he came out. Mm-hmm. But And they were like, well, it's not a big deal that you're gay, right? And he's like, no, that's not what I mean. It's a big deal to come out, especially he's like, he's like, you're from the hood. You understand. Like, if you come out as gay, it's bad. And so, like, me doing that when I'm on top is, like, important because it supports people who are in that situation. Because this Lil Nas still feels like this connection to where he's from because he's still young. Right. Um, so, anyway, in the comments below, Kevin Hart was like, well, he's gay. Like, so what? And people in the comments are like, oh, look, Kevin Hart trying to pretend he's not a homophobe. It's like, this is the problem. This is a problem to me because it, it says that that someone who said something that was stupid in the past mm-hmm. – can no longer yeah be someone who's good like they they're no longer able to be on the right side Do and you, i realized it was like well cancel culture is the exact opposite of moral relativism okay it's a moral absolutism Saying like everybody has to agree with this thing yeah everybody decided. has to otherwise yeah. they're absolutely done and it's never right. something that's personal it's always something that's like societal mm-hmm, right mm-hmm. it's always outside of me it's always like you're a part of the problem right like the problem is big and you're a part of this big hefty problem but it makes it makes like it makes personal conversion impossible and it makes um it makes the issue too big to solve yeah everything is global warming even sexism is global warming it makes me think of one of the saddest cases of cancel culture which actually happened a long time ago back in like 2006 it's when michael richard has his uh, racist rant at the laugh factory um oh um kramer, kramer yeah yeah, which is which to me is one of the was very sad, right? Because I 
I recently watched all of Seinfeld, and I feel like I not recently, like over the past many many months, I watched it a, a bit at a time, and I I feel like I've completed television. I don't have to watch anything else ever again, which is awesome. <laughs> but seeing how funny he was in that show, right? And how good of a comedic actor he is. He what he didn't come from a stand up background, but he was doing stand up. Presumably because he was so successful at the show and people just kind of were like, oh, you're just going to be funny at stand-up too. Um, so he's doing stand-up, which is not what he's, he really is there for. And he gets in a bad – he's having a bad set, gets in a bad situation, says some things that he immediately apologizes for. Like the next day goes live on Letterman. Like Jerry Seinfeld pulled a bunch of strings yeah. and like got him on Letterman so that he could apologize. And everybody still was like, nope. Like we're out on you. Nope. Which, yeah. at the time, I can understand, right? Like, like immediately, immediately after, after I get sure. But still to this day, he he's is permanently. He's canceled. been blackballed, complete like a pariah. Like nobody, he can't work yeah. in Hollywood, and it's so sad. And it makes me actually want to cry a little bit because I saw an interview of recently. Somebody came up to him and was like, "How would you give advice to NBA players who are going to overreact when people taunt them? Like you've had some experience with that." And you can see just the sadness in his face when he goes, yeah, well, one night all those years ago, I had a really tough time. And I would just tell them not to let it get to you. And he, like, sadly gets in his car and drives away. And you're just like, Hmm. like, this was 13 years ago, and this man is still so broken from from it. And because he knows that he messed up and he apologized and it wasn't good enough for the culture. And so – it's different kind of with like the Kevin Hart situation of, oh, he's, uh, he's, or maybe he doubled down or refused to recant or whatever. Yeah. Um, or did someone like Dave Chappelle or, or something like that. Um, cause, but they're still in Hollywood. They're still doing work, you know? Yeah. And it's also funny cause you see the opposite side mm-hmm. is also kind of prevalent. You see the forgiveness cycle, like marshmallow just released a song with Chris Brown. Yeah. It's like, it's people who continuously who we, who we pick to continue to just like allow to yeah. to because we like them, you know, and we want them to be. Yeah, I don't know. Or like Logan, Logan and Jake Paul, mm-hmm. they keep doing stuff and making they keep like tasing a rat mm-hmm. or finding Again, a dead body and not to filming get, it. Not to get political, but the evidence against Trump is is pretty, pretty clear, you know. Yeah. And this is why people were so upset when he got elected is because. There was this forgiveness, right, coming from yeah. his voter base. Um, again, not saying anything one way or the other, but that's that's what happened. That's what happened, you know. Yeah, and we're we're very we're very quick to forgive people we like, yeah, and not be like, oh, well, maybe the fame is getting to them, and they're doing bad things because of the fame, right? Like someone, someone, okay, obvi- I, I I think I recall watching the racist rant and it being pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, can't and like, can't forgive that. Like you can't. No, you can forgive it, but you can't excuse it. Yeah, exactly. It's like that's really bad. But but that's that's. I think it comes from a misunderstanding of what forgiveness actually is. Yeah. You know, it's not saying what you did was actually okay. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. And and what you did was wrong. You are you have repented. You are penitent. And I'm gonna say okay, even though you did something that was wrong, I'm I am not going to hold it against you anymore. You're like you're, you're very clearly mm-hmm. not sorry. Yeah. The the what I what I see a lot like the the BoJack Horseman episode where they're getting a forgivey. Do you remember that episode? I don't that think was a I. Good one. I don't think I watched that one. 
it's like they they there's this really problematic actor i think the episode is called bojack is a feminist and it's like he becomes a champion of feminism because people are like oh finally a man talking about feminism um and so he gets all the attention Uh which i think is like part of the joke but um he's with an actor who like says horrible things like yeah i hate swedes now like he just keeps he keeps like doubling mm. down on his hatred for like certain eth- ethnicities and yeah. it's always like a european ethnic so it's funny right but um but yeah so and and he, he gets a forgivey so this is a award show where they get officially forgiven by the industry and they get to start working again um it's i, I see this especially prevalent in, in youtube we see like pewdiepie put out a video called rankings uh ranking apology videos yeah and it's very funny oh i believe it's it. very funny um and he he of course has put out like three or four himself yeah but Did he rank his he, own he, he, he yeah he does That's he has funny. this he has this running joke he has a running joke where he's like again if you need to apologize for something contact me i'll help you <laughs> but he's one of those examples of people who like i think i think has legitimately repented and continued doing things yeah and like changed as a person sure. whereas people like the people like especially especially logan paul when they apologize they only talk like well you know like it's really hard putting out content every day and so that's why i did it it's like no no no, don't explain mm-hmm. why you did what you did yeah. just apologize yes and we as a, i think we need to be more accepting of people yeah and also a little more like discerning at the same time just because mm-hmm. I, I guess that's what, in that's our own what personal lives as well mercy is creating a space for someone right and if we're yeah. not allowing them to have the space to actually forgive and if we're not encouraging real forgiveness and if we're not receiving it ourselves then we're all just going to keep hating each other and it's going to get stupid worse and worse and worse and worse so yeah i'm with you that tweet did make me sad (laughs) honestly did it wasn't even a tweet i didn't even read a tweet i just read like a what i remember from a blog post (laughs) yeah if we can find it it's it was from at e brunig uh if we can find it or at least we'll we'll tag her because um, yeah. she and the problem is that it's hard to do a tweets that made me sad with someone who deletes their tweets every day so it happens um and you know watch the Chappelle special or don't it's he talks about it a little bit judge for yourself i do have to say he's one of the he's one of two comedians now who i think are pro-choice that have made pro-life arguments in their specials interesting yeah like at the end it seems as though the joke was bending towards yeah, we shouldn't abort children. But it was interesting because, like, he's very clearly like, no, not. we shouldn't make it illegal, but it's immoral. And I was like, oh, okay. It was a weird, it was a weird huh. situation. Yeah. That is Louis C.K. is the other one. <laughs> Speaking that, of canceled. Yeah, that is. Wow. There's, we, could go, we could go deep on that for a while. We, um, yeah, but we're not gonna. <laughs> and our next tweet that made us sad uh, is actually user submitted. It's from at Ann Macdin20. McDi- oh, I put a D in there on accident. Mackin 20. Um, and she's actually quote tweeting at Proud Resistor. And the tweet says, it's a picture of people on the beach, like raising their hands towards the clouds. It says, this is the picture of Christians with quotes trying to pray away hashtag Hurricane Dorian. As the climate crisis continues to bear down on our communities, it is dangerous to think, quote, thoughts and prayers will stop it. We need science to guide our efforts to combat <laughs> climate change, not religion. This made me sad for two reasons. <laughs> can I can I talk about it first? <laughs> yes. I, I read it. You got to talk a lot about the woke thing. I want to talk about. I did. I talk, about talk about Christians about on thing. the beach, um, <laughs> where they belong. Um, <laughs> so this kind of so I'm a I'm I pray right and 
I think that this is a fundamental misunderstanding of what Christians actually do when they pray and why they actually pray and what prayer actually is. Because it's not a, oh, almighty God who doesn't pay attention to us unless we say stuff to him. Please, (laughs) please move away this bad, bad thing on this earth that you created. You are powerful. Please move it away. Thank you. Amen. That's paganism. That's how the pagans pray, is they they believe that they have to get the attention of their gods with all these sacrifices and all these bloody yeah, know, crazy impressive. things. Right. It's that's not that's not the Christian view of prayer. Um the Christian view of prayer is that is is that God is good, right? And he desires goodness. Um, but we live in a we live in a fallen world because of because of sin. And when we pray, we're actually uniting ourselves with God, right? God wants us to be in union with him, and he desires people to be safe. He desires people to be, um, to live to live good lives, you know, that are oriented towards him. And so when we pray to God for the protection of people, we see that when people are pr- protected or when people are not protected for one reason or another that we can't pretend to understand, we're actually seeing we're actually participating in God's work. He's inviting us into his life and showing us, okay, yeah. this is my will was done in this way and you got to be a part of it. You know, when you, when you prayed and you prayed with me, um, mm-hmm. it's not just a, let's get his attention and try to move the thing away. It's let's actually, <laughs> let's actually try to figure out who God is and what he desires in this moment. Right? Like, yeah, the problem of evil is real. Like why would a good God allow a bad hurricane to come? You know, like why would it, why would he allow that? And that's a deep, long question that we can get into. Um, but the reality is, is um, he does desire to act, to actively work in our lives. And when we pray and when we talk to him about those things, then we can see it more clearly, right, in our everyday lives. And it's not just a, um, maybe that was God, maybe it wasn't, who knows, we don't really know. But when we're actually talking to him and building a relationship with God and imploring him and saying like, hey, you know, I entrust this to you. I trust that your will will be done. I trust that you would do good. Why are we really here? What is the meaning of death? What is the meaning of suffering? And how does it all point us back to like why we're on earth? So that's why it makes me sad because it misses the whole point. It's like, yes, science is good and it should fight climate change. No doubt. But saying, oh, people shouldn't pray because science is just a bad, dumb argument. Yeah, it's just silly. Yeah. And another thing, like adding to what you said, which is what we do on this podcast. Um, praying for the safety of other people is very good. Oh yeah. Because it softens your heart to the needs of others. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh. Just like the thing, the thing about, the thing about prayer is this is actually why the church prays the Psalms because there, there are Psalms where it's like at night I couldn't sleep because all of my, all of my thoughts are on like my troubles and like I'm in such pain and there, there are Psalms where it's like, God has done so much good for me and I'm, I'm in love with him and I'm dancing for joy. Right. And you know, when you read those, not everyone in the world who's reading those at the same time is going to be in that spot. But you're, when you pray, this is the liturgy of the hours. When you pray the liturgy of the hours, you're entering into or praying as though you are someone experiencing that life, that, that life situation. And it opens your heart to those people. Exactly. It makes that's what Christianity is all about. It unites us. Uniting with Christ and other people. Yes. And that's amazing. So it's not just, please, big bad God, make the make the bad clouds go away. <laughs> I'm scared of wind, I don't, please. <laughs> I don't like the bad clouds, the dark ones. Yeah, and it also doesn't mean that when someone got battered by a hurricane in the Bahamas, that, they didn't pray hard enough. Right. 
it just means that God allowed that to happen for a reason that we'll hopefully know one day. Yeah. But we can't pretend to make sense of it now. And anybody who does is usually trying to take advantage of you. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, right. Like, God allowed this storm to happen because you didn't give me money. Exactly. You got to give me money. Bing, there it is. Bing, bing. I think there's there's great humility and great... Um, yeah, just great humility to be found, obviously, in seeing other people's suffering and uniting yourself to that suffering, but also recognizing that there are things that happen that we can't explain or understand because humanity just wants to say, wants to figure everything out, you know, and put it into this box of this is the make sense box, you know, and yeah, that's that's not how. Which is scientism. It it's is like the only the only truth that exists is well, that which we can prove by science, yeah. which is not something you can prove with science. Yeah. So it's anyway. So at Proud Resistor, if you're listening, and I know you I are, I know that you are. <laughs> you listen to this whole stupid podcast at this point. I hope that you like reconsider your understanding of Christian prayer, or at least don't pit it against science, because there are some very faithful Catholics who are scientists, and yeah. some of the greatest scientific advancements were made by Catholics. Mm-hmm. Big Bang, baby. Big Bang, baby. Um. Do we want to do writer's room? We've been going for a long time. Oh, gosh. I forgot about that. Yeah. No, screw that. We're done. Okay, good. Oh, boy. I wanted to do a – just to, for the people, just to put it out there. I wanted to do a segment called writer's room where we talk about the podcast. Gosh. But you know what? We do not need to do that. I think we're going to have a, a FaceTime call with Teresa, and we'll record that as our writer's sure. room. Because we need – here's the thing, guys. We need new segment ideas because I like Hot Take Time Machine. I think it's gold. I like tweets that make me sad. It's like a way that we can talk about topics. Serious um, things. Because someone on our Patreon mentioned that they miss the old format and they like when we talk about things. We're not going to stop talking about things. I'm still a theology boy, okay? I still I still vibe with that. Ethan's still an evangelist. We love talking about that stuff. We just gotta pull back for a little bit. We just gotta it's just really just we like just a, gotta stretch our comedy muscles. You know, your your, your we, mother and I are we're taking some time apart. <laughs> I've been sleeping on the couch for weeks and I just gotta get my own place, guys. Um that was a weird joke. So anyway, if you have ideas for segments, shout them out at us i honestly don't care like just tell us especially if you're on our patreon oh wait hey donate to our patreon if hey. you donate to our patreon sorry go ahead what go ahead, finish your thought patreon.com slash the crunch if we get 75 patrons we will start doing monthly live streams for our patrons patrick yeah do you know who else is supporting us not by giving us uh money money or no, ideas or no. any sort of sort of tangible support in any way but as opposed to it's just like it's just like ethereal support right like he it's, just it's like they a, just like, it's like send a us support it's like, a whisper. it's like when you send when you say like good vibes. oh good vibes yes. yeah it's good vibes do you yeah. know who has uh has recently joined on the verify 2020 campaign i've been see i've been feeling some good vibes lately so i have an idea but i want you to just I'll say t- it i'll so tell can- you exactly who it is and it is God, I'm so none other than LL Cool J. Welcome to the team, LL Cool J. You've brought More like LL Hell yes. Oh, you've brought some vibes that are unmatched by our other uh, uh, supporters, right? Um, yeah. Jeremy okay. Renner has nothing oh. on LL Cool J. I remember. I was gonna say we should do Jeremy Renner next, but in I, he's really busy right now because he's got his app closing he, down. He's busy. And he's got a lot going on. LL Cool J's got nothing but time on his hands, baby. He's wearing those. He's wearing a cool hat. He's wearing a nice denim vest, and you know he's just trying oh, to remind man. you of when he was 
good at music, but LL, LL Cool J really is an American rapper, record producer, actor, author, and entrepreneur from Queens, New York. He really is. He really be the greatest. He really be like that though. He's he really is. He's traded thing. in the do rag, and songs his, such his as his name really does stand for Ladies Love Cool James. That's actually he's, he's traded in songs called Mama Said Knock You Out and Doing It for. Uh, <laughs> side projects such as joining the change.org petition for verification 2020 uh, he's hosted the Grammys a couple times he that's really cool uh, he's he's politically involved um, back back in uh, in 2002 <laughs> he su- <laughs> he supported George Pataki's bid for a third term as governor of New York. <laughs> That's Which, crazy. He also currently plays NCIS special agent Sam Hanna in the CBS crime drama series NCIS Los Angeles. Which is, these are all things that everybody – this is common knowledge, right? Like we are just listening to this. This is all yeah. off the dome, right? I mean you could look this up on Wikipedia, which we which didn't. Which we, we don't have to look it up because we just know. We have, we, we, know. Have the, we have the law of LL Cool J written on our hearts. Did you know that LL Cool J stands for Ladies Love Cool James? I didn't know that, but am I surprised? It's on his Wikipedia page. Am I surprised? Absolutely which I not. I didn't look up. I I I just want to say, Ella Cool J, if you're listening, and I know that you are, thank you so much for supporting our bid for verification 2020. I know you supported George Pataki for the third term of governor of New York in the past, but I'm glad that you've shifted. <laughs> you've shifted over to us, um, which is really, I mean, this is a campaign that's got legs. You know, we're really gonna go somewhere. I mean, it's you know, here's the thing: if you're if you haven't signed the change.org petition, you're in the minority of people in the world, and I just want you to feel bad about that. And then hopefully that peer pressure motivates you to clicking the link in the description to change our completely legitimate and not a joke campaign for verification on Twitter. We're getting verified. It's happening. We're get it's happening. We have as of today, right? It is Thursday, August no September (laughs) fifth. We have 26 signatures. Wow. 26 million. 26. I think Jeremy Renner made two accounts, so that's kind of why the numbers are a bit high. That's what it was. Yeah. Man, he just keeps making I know, two he's, accounts. He, I mean, he did literally do that by making another Instagram. Right. But he's yeah. uh, he's big big time supporter. LL Cool J's got a lot of catching up to do. Um, but Did you hear he was closing down the app? I did hear that. It's very sad. Yeah. Uh, but so probably right for after, the best. Right after... <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was a good idea for him. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel I, like it was like a good. He's like, I want to connect with fans. Mm-hmm. I get that. Yeah. But it was too much of a meme. Yeah. I mean, it was just too funny. You know what? You know what we need next, though. The ladies love cool James application on Apple and Google Play. <laughs> <laughs> Please download soon. Um, see that ll we're supporting you so you got to support us okay that's boys support boys i'm not gonna say because that's copyrighted by a different podcast that's not copyrighted that's caught no here's the thing they're allowed to share it because they are boys and and we're boys boys too and if you yeah everybody's a boy boy. if you support your friends um so if you are also in on supporting us in the same way that ll cool j does you can you can sign the change.org petition you can support us on patreon.com slash the crunch you can give us a follow at Propostal on twitter at catholic pat on twitter at the Crunchcast for podcast specific information if you don't like the jokes that we tweet but you just want to know about the podcast uh, we are also on instagram at the Crunchcast, and um 
I believe that uh, those, those are all the ways that you can and should get in contact with us. Send in. Yeah, we're both also on Instagram, but who cares? Send in your hot take time machine posts. We know that you have them. We know that you want us to riff on them. You just got to look back. Just go to your just Facebook go back. timeline so easy. and scroll back to when it was called a wall and then send us whatever's there. You're gonna wanna you're gonna wanna send in some tweets that made you sad, um, so that we can. If you don't know how to screenshot on the Windows, on Windows, you just do Command Print Screen and you paste it in Paint, save it as a JPEG, and send it to us. There you go. That's your free IT lesson for the day. That's how you screenshot on Windows. Send us your stuff. All right. If you don't send me your stuff, <laughs> I'm gonna know. <laughs> if you don't send me your hot take time machines, I'm gonna know. Okay. And you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna tell you they're going to take away your Xbox 360 with Halo 3, okay? Was Halo 3 on the Xbox? I, yes, it was. I'm gonna, we're going to get your video games taken away. Patrick, do I'm you do you have anything else for the people? I hope you're editing this episode because you, you've smacked your lips about a hundred times and it has bugged the living crap out of me. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you and we will see you all next week. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.